Hello, hello, hello. Today is Monday, August 8th, 2022, episode number 142. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with Jules Jones today. Cat Turd is taking the day. I think he had a little bit what I had, and he has lost his voice. So you're stuck with me today to go over all of this nonsense news. Um, as you all know, 87,000 new IRS agents have been implemented into this whole new deal that the Democrats passed over the weekend, and there is a lot we're going to unpack on all of this stuff. It's just absolutely astounding. Again, elections have consequences, and we are reminded of that absolutely every single day. So I'm going to start with a poke at the left. I'm going to go ahead and pull up an article from InfoWars, <laughs> because I can. Uh, Dems plan to make IRS larger than Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Patrol combined. Okay, yes, you heard that right. They plan to make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Patrol combined. I take that as an attack on the American citizens. Of course, that's exactly what this bill is going to do. The Democrats are fixing to fill in the Internal Revenue Service, one of the most reviled government agencies with more bureaucrats than the Pentagon, FBI, State Department, and Border Patrol combined. This is unbelievable. The, the name of this bill that they just pa they just passed is the Inflation Reduction Act. All right, all of you know and are a lot smarter than this, the way they weaponize words, and you know that that is not what this is about. In fact, this is a great start, I thought, to the show because um, just there, there's so much here. Listen to what Milton Friedman says about inflation. He was a Nobel Prize, he was a Nobel Prize winner, multiple ones. Check this out. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution of, to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. The trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. Isn't that the truth? Yes, nothing else. Washington D. Sleazy is up to their old tricks again. And as a result, it is going to impact the middle class Americans that are working. In a nutshell, this is what it is. It's the IRS on steroids. You've got 80 billion in new funding, six times more than agency's current budget of 12.6 billion. It will be distributed over nine years, 45.6 billion for enforcement, only 3.2 billion for taxpayer services. Now they can spend this any way they want to all day long, but let me tell you what this is going to amount to. Litigation, criminal investigations, investigative technology, digital asset monitoring. Yes, they're going after the little guy, okay? You, me, everyone. Uh, that is who they're going after. That is who they have put it on. So you even have... Ted Cruz, who is blasting this bill because it is so obvious who they are actually going after, they are going after us. There's no question about it. We've always known that we were the primary target, but this is where we are now. So uh, Ted Cruz says Democrats are making the IRS bigger than the Pentagon. Of course, the Department of State, the FBI, the Border Patrol combined, those IRS agents will come after you, not billionaires and not big corporations, right? These are the people that put something in their pocket. So here you go. This is what old Ted Cruz has to say. So I just ran over from the Senate floor to join you for, for this discussion, but the Democrats are on the verge of ramming through what, what really is a terrible bill. This, this bill 
will hammer manufacturing, it will kill manufacturing jobs in this country, it will hammer small businesses. This bill will drive up gas prices. It, it has billions in new taxes on U.S. oil and gas production. We introduced amendments trying to take those new taxes out. So all the Democrats say they're worried and want to low ga lower gas prices. They all just voted to raise gas taxes and to raise your price at the pump. This bill creates 87,000 new IRS agents. It doubles the size of the IRS. Those IRS agents are designed to come after you. They're not designed to come after the billionaires and the big corporations. They're designed to come after small businesses and, and working families across this country. The Democrats are making the IRS bigger than the Pentagon, plus the Department of State, plus the FBI, plus the Border Patrol combined, the IRS is going to be bigger. This is wow. a massive power grab. And I got to say, it's amazing, Maria, watching these Democrats, amendment after amendment, common sense amendments, they vote against. I introduced an amendment to say, don't create 87,000 new IRS agents. Every Democrat voted no. I just introduced an amendment to say that Joe Biden and the federal government should not be able to sell oil from our strategic petroleum reserve to the Chinese communists. Biden sold over two million barrels of oil to the Chinese communists. Mm. Every Democrat but four voted no. They are bound and determined to try to ram this terrible bill through. I want to get your take on a so-called wraparound amendment. I know that there were also amendments to try to get the Democrats to acknowledge that there is a wide open border. Will any of those amendments stick? And what about a wraparound amendment at the end of the day that deletes all the other amendments that you would try to get through? Well, right now, it, it may be that the Democrats don't even need to force through a wraparound amendment because they've managed to keep their side. They've kept party discipline where, where all of even the supposed moderates have been willing to vote against common sense bills. For example, as I said, every single Democrat, all of them voted to increase gas taxes. So the next time you see a Mark Kelly uh, in Arizona or Raphael Warnock in Georgia or a Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire or, or, or a Michael Bennett in Colorado or Catherine Cortez Masto in Nevada say, hey, we want gas prices to be lower. You know they are lying because they stood up and voted, raise the gas taxes, stick it to the producers, make our consumers pay more at the pump. That's the end result they want, and, and their voting record proves it. Boy, does it ever. So that's what's to expect. The Democrats are not the party that our parents and grandparents once knew them to be. This is a whole different regime. They are lining their own pockets, simultaneously putting more of our American taxpayer money into Ukraine, as you know, which is a complete and total money laundering operation. So yes, and let's not forget Okay, the Democrats, these these IRS agents are going to be armed. All right. They are they have been hired to harass and attack Americans. Here's a list of the conservative groups the Obama IRS targeted in 2012. If it does sound familiar to you, it's because it's the exact same thing. They are going after us, the middle class American people. All right, so on March 26, 2014, IRS Commissioner John Cockinson, he testified before the House Oversight and Government Reform. He told Representative Jason Chavez, Republican Utah, during the hearing that Lois Lerner's emails were archived and it would take a long time to retrieve them. In June 2014, the IRS told Congress that Lois Lerner's emails were lost in a computer crash. Okay, again, here we go. Lost emails. Sound familiar? It's going to be the same thing over and over again until we actually get these Democrats out and these bureaucrats out of our government. This is what President Trump has promised to do, and believe me, he's going to do it, especially after this latest hit. It's the same thing over and over again. All right, so Lois Lerner was the head of the exempt organiza organization's division of the IRS, which oversaw applications for tax-exempt status, including those from political groups. Lerner, a committed leftist, was at the center of Obama's IRS targeting scandal. 
Nothing ever became of this. You remember this, right? They are coming after us because we are going after them. Understand that, all right? They know that we are going to vote them out of office. The writing is on the wall. We are coming after their seats. We don't care if they are a Republican in name. We don't care if they're a Democrat. We are going for America first, and we're going to set this country back on the right tracks. They know this about us. And so this is what they fear the most. And when you look at the races and how how American First candidates fared, there's no question what this is all about. They're all about getting as much money as they possibly can in the shortest amount of time, lining their dynasty families, and then we take over. And believe me, there is going to be hell to pay because when you get American First people into those positions, there's going to be all kinds of investigations. When you get rid of the the bureaucrats who are slowing up and speeding up these investigations, you're going to see a whole new system, all right? And that's the American system. These people will be punished for their crimes. So thousands of emails were later recovered by an inspected inspector general that were not previously produced for Congress. Imagine that. The IRS leadership was targeting conservatives and lying about it to Congress. So the emails confirmed Lerner funneled information on conservative groups to at least one one Democrat lawmaker. Documents released in July 2016, they revealed that the IRS knew of Tea Party targeting since 2011. The IRS released a list in 2016 of 426 Tea Party and conservative groups that were targeted during the Obama years. The IRS conservative targeting scandal included hundreds of conservative groups were targeted. Okay, so get ready to see that again. At least five pro-Israel groups, constitutional groups, groups, groups that criticized Obama administration, at least two pro-life groups, an 83-year-old Nazi concentration camp survivor, a 180-year-old Baptist paper, a Texas voting rights group, a Hollywood conservative group was targeted and harassed, conservative activists and businesses, at least one conservative Hispanic group, IRS continued to target groups even after the scandal was exposed. 10% of Tea Party donors were audited by the IRS and 100% of the 501c4 groups were audited by IRS. They were conservative. In 2017, Judicial Watch released 695 pages of documents from the IRS that contained admissions by IRS officials that the agency used inappropriate political labels to screen the tax-exempt application of conservative organization. They, organizations, excuse me, there's a whole list of them. They were targeting conservatives. It was on purpose, and they admitted it in writing. Even Ben Carson, he was caught up in the IRS targeting scandal. So when the Democrats promise that the IRS will not target the middle class or will not target conservatives, don't believe them. Just ask Trump supporting uh, supporters who are sitting in prison today. As you know, the January Sixers remain in prison today and without even being able to stand a trial for standing outside the U.S. Capitol, and this was on January 6th. Okay, so you really don't need any more proof than that of how these people that are holding office currently view the American people. Well, we view them too, and we are going to have a lot to say about it. And I think the eyes have just blinked open for those rhinos because they know not even they are safe. We are not blindly voting anymore. We are doing our homework. And don't forget also that they just purchased 5 million rounds of ammunition, okay? So these are going to be armed. So Biden increases, this is from the post-millennial, IRS agents to almost 170,000 to 70,000 will be armed to target middle class Americans. If you feel like you aren't, if you don't recognize this country anymore, you're not alone. (laughs) I don't recognize this country anymore. And believe me, I live in in Hollywood. So I can't imagine how people in red states 
must view this. It must be a shock to you. Whereas slowly but surely, they've gotten a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people used to this idea. It's crazy as it may sound. So I've been calling it Bring Back Blackouts because it's an attack on our energy independence. It's going independence. It's going to raise taxes on Americans who make under $400,000 a year. And this was by Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's the one that said that. 87,000 IRS agents will be hired with 80 billion taxpayer dollars when the Senate reconciliation bill passes this weekend. As you know, it did. And they're buying more guns and ammo too. Lower to middle income Americans and small businesses will be the primary targets of Democrats' new IRS force. This is scary stuff, but here's the deal. We are, we've got midterms right around the corner, and then we've got a presidential election coming up, and they know exactly how the American people feel about this whole thing, and they know that we are going to show up in droves. Our number one job is to get people motivated, energized, and get them to the polls to vote. It's the only way it's going to work. That's the only reason why Arizona turned out the way it did is because we have got to win, and we have got to win by so much that they can't possibly keep counting to cheat. We have got to overwhelm the system. And believe me, we're up against a lot, as you all know, with COVID and monkeypox and all of these different distractions. But mainstream American, average American people are out there and they're the majority and they know what has happened to their bank accounts. They know that their government has been weaponized against them. And you just have to remind them of all of this. And that way we can change it. The sooner we can get these crooks out of office, the better it is for all of us. So the poorly named Inflation Reduction Act passed over the weekend by Senate Democrats. It's slated to create positions for nearly 87,000 new IRS agents, 70,000 whom will be armed. This brings the total to nearly 170,000 under the Bureau of Tax Collection. The cost of this new initiative will be about $80 billion, and it's all part of a bill meant to lower costs to Americans. Yeah, right. It is not going to lower costs for Americans. It's going to cost us in other ways. In fact, what they're trying to do is find the cheaters, right? This is their big idea. This is that they will find, the IRS will find all of the cheaters of the tax system and then somehow be able to fund their Green New Deal or a smaller version of it. Meanwhile, the same IRS... Okay, the same IRS, they have not even completed 21 million tax returns as it is, okay, to this day, years gone past. That's what we're talking about here. So you've got all kinds of things. Here it is here. And thank you, Marjorie Taylor Greene. My goodness, we need thousands more like her. Um, but she has here the Joint Committee on Taxation, Congress's official tax score keeper says that from 78% to 90% of the money raised from underreported income would likely come from those making less than 200,000 a year. Only 4% to 9% would come from those making more than 500,000 a year. They've lied to us the entire time, but that shouldn't be a big shock. They've been lying this entire time. They flip-flop on a drop. It's just it's a constant it's a constant thing, and, and honestly, we can't sit back and let, allow this to happen. And those that aren't saying anything in the Republican Party, those, aren't, those that are not standing up, I mean, let's face it, Biden has been MIA with COVID for the past week. And what does he do? He turns around, he goes to Delaware on vacation, celebrating his deal, okay? Only to turn to the American people and to give it a thumbs up. I mean, this is ridiculous. Gives us a thumbs up. Oh, thanks for that, turnip brain. Anyway, makes me so absolutely incredibly 
crazy <laughs> to watch that guy. Anyway, I want to give a special shout out real quick to Hedda Broccoli. Love you, Cat Turd and Jay. Thank you so much. Just so you all know, Cat Turd is not feeling well. So you're stuck with me today. Um, he, he just, he can't talk. He has what I had and was able to suffer through it until the weekend. <laughs> and then I lost my voice completely. Remember, I was squeaking and I spared you or somebody. Thank you, God. He, he spared you from all of that. Um, but Ketterd just he's had a lot going on and so today he's not going to be here but he is in spirit believe me I already asked him I said keep that that page of yours going so that we can keep everybody updated on how you're doing and everything else. So Hedda Broccoli, thank you so much for that. I also want to thank a couple of other people that donated over the weekend. Diana Vickery, Tina Kill Lindling, Elizabeth Gordonier, and Marilyn Francil. Thank you so much for the donations and for helping keep the show going. We really, really appreciate it. So I can't say whether Cat Turd's going to be here tomorrow, but Please keep him in your prayers because we certainly need him in a big way and we need him healthy. So this is an attack. Uh, we knew it was coming, though. They're going to shove all of these issues our way, and they have got the help of the media. The media darlings are going to try to sell this to you. But keep in mind who the media actually is. This is out from the National Pulse. The Chinese Communist Party is behind a U.S. climate change activism conference. Shouldn't surprise you. These messages coming out of China and the way our media is reporting a lot of this stuff, trying to act like this is not a big deal and it's not what it actually is, an attack on the middle class, is preposterous. They only learned it from one group, and that's the Chinese Communist Party. So you're going to have them. A Chinese Communist Party-linked foreign influence group sponsored a climate change conference seeking to mobilize youth advocates in America. This is out from the National, the National Pulse. The entity sponsoring the recent conference, the China United States Exchange Foundation, which is CUSEF, is part of Beijing's United Front effort, which the U.S. government identifies as seeking to co-opt and neutralize sources of potential opposition to the policies and authority of its ruling Chinese Communist Party and influence foreign governments to take actions or adopt positions supportive of Beijing. CUSEF's website notes that it sponsored the Sino-American Youth Dialogue on Climate Change carried out in collaboration with two schools, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, which is MIT, and Tingxia University. Co-hosted by this university and Massachusetts MIT, the Sino the Sino American Youth Dialogue on China on Climate Change will be held on October 8th, a month prior to COP26. The aim of the event is to offer a platform for young people from China and the U.S. to put forward ideas and suggestions for the COP26 to address climate change and sustainable development. All right, this is wild. So here you go. These are some of the questions that they posted to the attendees. What should governments do to confront climate emergency? How should businesses develop sustainability strategies to achieve net zero emissions? What are the actions that we as individuals could do to reduce wastage and gas emissions? Well, certainly don't ask Hollywood or our politicians because they are out there right now without masks on and they are flying around in planes and everything else, private planes. Their footprint is only getting larger while they are forcing yours to get smaller. It doesn't matter if you have to take an electric bus. That's, th that's what they're aiming to do. It's outrageous. So this is just a cover, and you know what's going on when it comes to the Democrats and how they are trying to use climate change as that, the, the achievable goal. It's not. As Democrats in the U.S. Senate, they unilaterally passed a $369 billion climate 
blowout. The study finds that 96% of the data used to support Democrats' bill is flawed. But understand, if they've got the mockingbird media and if they've got the, the communist, China, communist China working on it on their behalf with messaging, the average Joe isn't going to know the difference. Now, what the average Joe is going to notice is their wallet, is their pocketbook. They are going to recognize the fact that all of a sudden you've got the IRS coming after them because of a nickel and dime issue. This is amazing. So you go back in time, and this is Al Gore's day to December 2008, you have Al Gore who predicted North Polar ice cap would be completely ice free in five years. Made this, he made this prediction in front of German audience on December 13th, 2008. And they've been teaching all of this stuff in schools. They've scared a lot of these students completely to death about climate change. The one thing that they leave with is that climate change is going to kill us all. All right. You've heard them. This wasn't the only time Al Gore made his ice-free prediction. Gore had been predicting this dire scenario since 2007, and believe me, he has made an absolute bundle out of it. So on Saturday, as you know, the U.S. Senate passed the $369 billion deal for climate emergency agenda. The legislation is not even based on factual data. Sad but true. You've got President Donald Trump, who we love and adore, who is going ahead and letting them have it. And he is aiming this particular one at Mitch McConnell. Very well deserved. He says, Mitch McConnell got played like a fiddle with the vote today by the Senate Democrats. First, he gave them the fake infrastructure bill, then guns, never used the debt ceiling for negotiating purposes, gave it away for nothing. And now this. Mitch doesn't have a clue. He is so bad for the Republican Party. Or maybe he does. Maybe he does know. Maybe this is part of the plan. That's how I feel about these rhinos. And absolutely no way ever in any circumstance should he be the Senate Majority Leader. I'm sorry. We have got to get a, a lot of Republicans out there that will say that they are not voting for this clown. We cannot have... Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy being the face of the new Republican Party. It's just not going to work. It's not who we are. And it is, you can't recognize this party anymore. And I think when you look at some of these races and the outcome, you recognize this is a whole different deal. The rhinos know it too. But we have to get them out of office. There is no question. So they can go ahead and they can blast all they want to blast about uh, the Democrats after the Senate passed the $740 billion energy and health care bill. But that's not going to fool anyone. Not even at all. Remember, this is all about optics. Here are your regular villains. You've got Mitt Romney, Mitch McConnell, the rhinos. Everybody's talking, 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 but they're not doing anything. This is going to be a huge hit. Talk about printing money. This is all this is going to be about. And you start talking about how they come back with some of this stuff, that taxes on fuel, business, medicines, and more, an Inflation Reduction Act. You've got the whole thing here. The full list, as published by ATR, is summarized below. Taxes on fossil fuels, the, these include a $6.5 billion tax on natural gas production, a $0.16.4 cent per barrel tax on crude oil and imported petroleum products, and a $1.2 billion coal tax. All of these would likely raise energy costs for typical households. Taxes on corporations, the bill includes a 15% minimum tax on large corporations, which ATR argues will be passed on to consumers and which will hit the manufacturing industry particularly hard as it is still struggling with supply chain problems. Taxes on medium-sized businesses, ATR says the bill extends a limit on loss deductions for pass-through businesses, S-corporations, and sole proprietorships for two years without extending a corresponding 20% deduction on income. Indirect, ta indirect tax on pensions through taxing 
stock buybacks. The bill taxes companies that buy their own stock back, ignoring the fact that doing so often raises the price of the stock. This tax therefore hurts 401k savings and even union pension funds. Tax on pharmaceuticals, unless they accept price caps, the bill imposes a 95 excise tax on pharmaceuticals that do not accept government price controls, which could affect the ability of drug companies to develop new treatments in the future. Hmm. How are we doing so far? Are you guys as mad as I am? <laughs> I am absolutely livid. And let's not forget, let's not forget what got us in this position. 2020 elections, okay? A lot of people didn't show up to vote when it came down to Loeffler and Purdue in Georgia. Those two seats were given up, and as a result of people being frustrated by the absolute steal of the, of the election, they didn't show up to vote for those races. We lost those seats. The Democrats have complete and total control. This is the price that we pay for things like this. It should make you twice as active. It should make you want to get out there today and do absolutely everything that you can to make sure that you get everyone signed up to vote for the midterms. We've got to have it. We have to have a nation that wants change. So it doesn't really matter. And this is what I say to a lot of my friends that are Democrats and that are liberals. At this point, it doesn't matter. How are you doing? I mean, how are you doing versus when orange man bad? And I always use, I don't like to say President Trump because all of a sudden a wall goes up whenever I mention his name and they know where I'm going with it. So fine, I use last administration, okay? And so you've got all of that going on. Whenever I say the last administration, you weren't hurting like you are now, the prices aren't what they are now. The inflation hasn't hit the roof. You weren't having all of these issues that you are having now. And granted, I agree with a lot of you. I do believe that they did cheat in Georgia for those last elections, but I certainly know a number of people that did not show up and vote. They have openly come out and said it, and they were frustrated. They didn't feel it was important. In fact, if you take California for an example, you can. A lot of people don't vote here anymore as the same, that's the same reason. That is the reason they give. As ludicrous as that is to me to hear, and to you to hear, there are people that honestly feel like it doesn't matter anyway. Well, it does. It absolutely does. We all have got to show up, and we have to show up in droves. We've got to energize the party. We've got to energize people to get out there no matter what and get their vote cast. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck with buffoons like this, and we're not going to be able to get away from it. So enough of all of this stuff. I find it interesting that the, the rhinos are reaching across to the Democrats to get votes for pitiful Liz Cheney and, and all of the things that they are trying to do to, to try to encourage people to vote for her. She's out the door, and for good reason. She's going to lose her seat. That's going to help us. That's going to get a lot of people energized as well. But these people are laughing at you. They are laughing at me, but not for long. So you can watch the Democrats cheer and clap like seals after they pass a bill to raise taxes on the middle class, raise inflation, crush small businesses during Biden's economic recession. And then they're going to try to tell you that, no, 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 that's not really true. You've got 17 Nobel laureates and they're going to bring all of these other people out there so that they can act as if that's not the reason. No, that is the reason. It lives and dies there. You had, of course, cackling Kamala Harris. She was the big tiebreaker, just to make rub it in a little bit more. Senate passes Inflation Reduction Act. Kamala casts the tie-breaking vote. Mm. So we go back to what we've been talking about here. This whole Biden, they now, this isn't enough for them. This is out from Red State. They now want more because they think they can, and they know that they are not going to be in power for very long. The writing is on the wall. So now they want more. L.A. Times, my neck of the woods, urges Biden to declare a climate emergency. 
Okay, all of these emergencies from the Democrat Party. Why? Because they're <laughs> it's because they can't get anything done themselves. So they have to basically go to regime-like tactics in order to do things. You'd think that leftist Democrats and global warming crowd would celebrate the Senate passage, okay, of this Inflation Reduction Act, but no. They're not going to start there. They're not going to stop there. They're going to go even further because that's what they do. They're never going to settle. It will increase inflation and will fund 87,000 new IRS agents basically to hassle you. But instead of celebrating, some are calling for more, more, more. The once great Los Angeles Times is urging resident Joe Biden to declare a climate emergency and use executive powers and regulatory shenanigans to shift away from fossil fuels. Predictably, they don't say switch to what exactly. Why? Because they're not even prepared. Our grid is not prepared to handle what we have right now. They're already asking people to make sure that you're not running all of your electricity currently at the same time because they fully expect for us to have rolling blackouts, which we've had for years and years and years. This is nothing new. All right, so you've got a lot of the familiar faces that are out there that are rattling change. You've got Senator Kennedy, he speaks for all of us as he takes apart Dems for passing the Manchin-Schumer bill. I'm still rather shocked that a lot of people thought that Manchin, I know, I know he helped us in some little tiny ways, but when it mattered, boy, did he let us down. He's a Democrat. You got to get a Democrat out of that seat. His loyalty is going to lie with the lobbyists and everybody else that are lining his pockets, and especially of his party. It's hard to believe that Democrats passed a huge tax and spend bill in the middle of a recession. Remember, they've been the ones saying over and over again, including Bill Clinton, Obama, you've heard them all saying, you just don't do something like that. Well, they did it, regardless. But Senator John Kennedy, who is known for his folksy style, said it for us all when he called them a special kind of stupid, which is what they are. I mean, Senator Manchin's and Senator Schumer's massive tax and spending bill has uh, unfortunately, in my judgment, now passed. Because of inflation, uh, Louisianians are really getting good at barely getting by, and that's true for most Americans, too. Um, as a result of Senator Manchin's bill, and I hope I'm wrong in this, but I predict that uh, Joe-flation, as some people call it, uh, will now refer to Joe Manchin, not President Biden. Um, for example, Senator Manchin's bill raises taxes on oil and gas. Now, when you tax something, you get less of it, which causes prices to rise. Senator Manchin's message seems to be, since you can't afford gas because of my bill, go buy a $75,000 electric vehicle. That's not going to work in Louisiana. That's not going to work across America. Number two, according to the uh, nonpartisan Joint Tax Committee, which doesn't take sides, it's not Republican or Democrat, the burden of Senator Manchin's bill will fall on everyone, everyone and their taxes, not just people making more than $400,000 a year, everyone. So most Americans, if not all Americans, are now gonna have even less money to spend as prices continue to rise. Point three, Senator Manchin's bill raises taxes on businesses, especially manufacturers. Um, most people understand this. Corporations don't pay taxes. People do. And those taxes, when they're increased, are passed on in higher prices, lower wages, uh, lower stock prices, and uh, lower 401k balances. It takes a special kind of stupid, in my judgment, to raise taxes during both a recession and inflation. That's called stagflation, which is what we have right now as a result of President Biden's policies. Look, I I'm not saying uh, that Senator Manchin intentionally wants to hurt people. 
I'm not saying that he intentionally wants to have even more people living in a tent behind Whataburger. But that's going to be the result of this bill. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I think I'm right. This bill is tier one moronic. About as moronic as this. You thought smoking at the pump was risky. Mm, check it out. You got Tesla charging station and you've got water flooding. It's, it's the same concept. It is the same exact concept. These people absolutely have no business running a business like the American people's business. I have some very sad news here I want to share with you. Olivia Newton-John dead at 73. A lot of you know that she has had a long battle with breast cancer. Well, she passed away today at her ranch in Southern California. Olivia Newton-John's death was announced by her husband today. The actress died at home in Southern California, surrounded by her family. Olivia has been a symbol of triumph and hope for over 30 years. Her, this is according to her husband. Um, and she has been. I mean, she's had quite a career. A lot of people have followed her career, her music, and everything else. Newton-John shot to fame in the 1978 film Grease as the iconic Sandy. She famously overcame a 1992 cancer diagnosis, but the disease returned in 2013 and then again in 2017. In a 2020 interview, she said, it's been part of my life for so long. I felt something was wrong. It's concerning when it comes back, but I thought I'll get through it again. She was such a fighter and, and really did, did, she did everything she could, of course, but cancer is just one of those horrible, nasty, nasty diseases. And honestly, I, I really was hoping that, that Biden would have at least kept one of his promises. Remember, that's what he said he was going to focus on was curing cancer. Well, he hasn't done anything even remotely like that and, and he will continue not to. The back of his head is all we're ever going to see from, from the Biden regime. So that's a little bit of sad news. Now, here we go. One rough interview. This is out from the DailyMail.com. Lauren Boebert claims on Newsmax that Venezuelans have been reduced to eating dogs because they don't have firearms and that Americans will be forced to do the same if Democrats take their guns away. Remember, that's what they're ultimately after. They want complete control over you. They want to be able to spy on you. They want to know who you talk to. They want to know who you do business with. They want to know absolutely everything that is going on in your lives. And they want you 100% dependent on them. That's not the American way. Well, here you go. Freedom Caucus Representative Lauren Boebert, Republican Colorado, claimed in an interview that if guns are taken away from citizens, Americans would start eating dogs. Well, you just heard. You just heard the senator from, from Louisiana who basically said that people are going to be living in tents behind Whataburger. hate to tell you, that is a real big reality in this country. I live in California. I've got nothing but miles and miles of tent cities. You cannot ignore this problem. It is a very big problem. And so she made the comments to Newsmax Sebastian Gorka on Monday. Well, in Venezuela, they eat dogs, and it started because they don't have firearms, she said in an interview. Her comments come after the House passed a ban on assault weapons by a narrow 217 to 213 margin the week prior. The clip has already been viewed over 1 million times. I, I find it really interesting that the Democrats can actually sit there and complain, especially when you've got... Ilian um, Omar, who is complaining about the exact same thing. But the problem is, it's a Democrat-run state. The only people they can blame is themselves. Listen to how she is so shocked at the level of Democrat crime, a Democrat-run state, crime and homelessness. The level of homelessness that we have, um, Right, five years, nearly five years into the term of the mayor of Minneapolis who promised to end homelessness is shocking. No one, no one would ever stand for that. There is no way any other city would be okay with that. People would riot, people would be angry uh, to see the level of uh, encampments that we have in Minneapolis, the, the amount of needles that we, we see. Um, there's a clinic that shut down that my kids used to use, Whittier Clinic, um, because they can't open their doors. 
How out of touch are these fools? I mean, seriously. They act like they are shocked. They're the ones that can do something about it. But they have absolutely no idea how. They could not manage their way out of a paper bag. I'm just telling you. They have absolutely no idea what to do. So here you go with a poll. Surprise, surprise. Americans maintain sour view of Biden's economy. Will you just hang on tight? It's going to get a whole lot worse. Uh, they continue to main, maintain a sour view on the state of the economy and have little hope of it improving. Negative public opinions are driving resident Joe Biden's low approval ratings across most categories. Here's the thing with the whole Biden regime. They think that they can raise taxes, okay, by double it, in fact. And then if they bring it back down a little bit, they can celebrate what a great job they've done. It's not even close to being what it was when Biden took office. And then they sit there, and instead of calling it what it should be called, which is a recession, they try to change the narrative, change the word out, and say, oh, it's a transition. We're all going to go through this. But isn't, aren't we all going to be better in the future? No. Generally, how it works is that you get these things in, in line prior to forcing them on people so that they aren't without, so that they don't go without. Right now, it's only going to get worse under this residency. But they know it, and they know that it is going to be an unbelievable situation come midterms because everybody's going to get out there and voice their vote. No question. So here you go. North Carolina black GOP lieutenant governor says that Democrats want to control African-American people and that they seek to destroy those who defy woke ideology. Okay. North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson said Democrats are trying to control black people and seek to destroy those who do not agree with their ideology. He mentioned in an interview with Fox News, Dan Bongino, that the controversial comments he gave at a white church went viral. In the May 22 speech at the Freedom House Church, Robinson said Christians are called to be led by men. He also previously came under fire for remarks he made in which he compared teachers who talked to kids about sexuality to predators. Well, I mean, that really is a definition. I would say that if anybody, if I had kids and somebody was talking to them about sex, I would think they were preying on my kid. I think that's reasonable, right? The only person, in my opinion, that needs to talk about sex with my children is me, in, in my opinion, and, and my partner. So... This whole thing, allowing these, these teachers to not only influence kids by talking about their own personal sex lives, but then trying to create that impression on their lives when your kids are with them 12 hours plus a day, take them out of there. Get them out of those woke schools. There's no reason for that. I mean, that is child abuse on every single level. Those things should be taught with a parent. And when they're 18, when they decide they want to be something other than they can, they can turn into a butterfly and fly away. Great. But when they're under our roofs, in my opinion, this is my opinion, they should be taught by us how this whole thing goes. So Robinson is now said to be eyeing a run for North Carolina governor in 2024. Hope so. He'd be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So now you've got the weaponization, all right? Because, like I said, they know we are coming after them. Big news, former Justice Michael Gableman cuts robocall against Speaker Robin Voss, who hired him in Wisconsin election investigation. There is actually an audio of this. Wisconsin is famous for dropping over one over a hundred thousand unexplained votes in the middle of the night to give Joe Biden a lead over Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election. This ballot drop remains a mystery to this very day. Donald Trump was winning big in the state he won in 2016 until Democrats came roaring back in the middle of the night. Again, elections have consequences, and that's why you're going to see them pushing as much through as they possibly can before we take it all back. Following the election, Wisconsin Speaker Robin Voss reluctantly hired retired West 
Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman as special counsel to investigate the 2020 election. In March, Wisconsin Assembly Committee on Campaign and Elections held an informational hearing on the Michael Gableman 2020 election report featuring invited speakers, special counsel and former Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman and attorney Eric Cardall. During his opening testimony, Justice Gableman listed a series of unlawful acts that took place during the 2020 presidential election. Justice Gableman then called for the decertification of the 2020 presidential election results in the state. Justice Gableman disclosed during the hearing that nursing homes in the Zuckerberg-funded cities had a 95% to 100% turnout. This is clear voter fraud, they discovered. It was no secret that in the past months that Michael Gableman was frustrated with Robin Voss as he continued to investigate the Wisconsin elections. How frustrated was he? This weekend, Michael Gableman cut a robocall in support of Robin Voss opponent Adam Steen in the upcoming Wisconsin primary. Check it out. Hi, I'm former state Supreme Court Justice Mike Gableman asking you to join President Trump and me in supporting Adam Steen for state representative. You know, Robin Voss never wanted a real investigation into the 2020 election in Wisconsin. And everything that my office and I have been able to do to expose all the corruption that took place has been in spite of Robin and not because of him. Please join President Trump and me, Mike Gableman, in supporting Adam Steen for state representative. This has been authorized and paid for by friends of Adam Steen. Fabu. I guess. It's going to take a lot more than that, though. Let me tell you that right now. We are up against a machine like you've never seen before. Thank you so much, Onamada Pia. I know I totally pronounced your name for the donation. <laughs> and yes, I am holding down the fort. Uh, it is so hard to do a show without the cat. I love doing shows with cat. As everyone knows, I cannot stand doing them by myself. Um, but thanks for hanging out there, hanging in there with me. <laughs> Um, anyway, you're going to hear me moaning and groaning today because, of course, there was such big news in, in this, this whole bill, though it should not be a surprise to anyone still. It, it hurts us in such a big way, and it only just should get us even more, more ramped up, more excited for the midterms because we are going to take those seats, and we are going to get rid of those rhinos in the process. And I absolutely cannot wait for it to happen. I just cannot wait. I really cannot. And Liz Cheney? Okay, that's going to be a celebration day. You know the cat's going to be here for that. You wouldn't miss that for the world. But anyway, here we go. More stuff. All right, so this is out from the Gateway Pundit. Breaking lawless Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel weaponizes her position. She concocts lawsuit against political opponent Matt DiPierno, who has a plus one advantage in the most recent poll. Now, check out how she does this. See, like, I mean, they, they are lawless. They really are completely lawless. They are going to just do whatever it is they can possibly do. 100% Fed Up reports on July 21st, Vox published a poll showing Republican candidate for Attorney General Matt DiPerno with a plus one advantage against Michigan's lawless Democrat Attorney General Dana Nessel. All right, so what does Michigan's lawless Attorney General Dana Nessel do to level the playing field? Well, she manufactures a case against Matt DiPerno, a brilliant legal mind who respects the the rule of law and weapon in, who respects the law and weaponizes her position to smear him. Because Nessel can't make it obvious that she's using her position as a tool to harm Matt DiPerno, she allegedly is shopping for a special prosecutor in Oakland County to do her bidding. How pathetic is that? <laughs> that is so sad because anybody that has been paying attention knows exactly what this is. So you've got Dana Nessel's office. She's attempting to accuse constitutional attorney, mind you, Matt DiPerno, of gaining illegal and unauthorized access to Michigan voting tabulator. The investigation in which Nessel falsely attempts to tie to DiPerno involves a tabulator that was given by the Ross Common clerk to another Michigan attorney to be reviewed after the clerk became suspicious of the 2020 election results. 
The tabulator was taken to Oakland County, where an examination was allegedly performed and the results were shared with Matt DiPerno, who used the report to bolster his case in the Antrim County. In Antrim County. On December 14, 2020, Matt DiPerno shared the results of his forensic audit in Antrim County with 100% fed up. The report is here. After the forensic examination of 16 Dominion voting machines in Antrim County, Michigan, Allied Security Operation Group Operations Group has concluded that Dominion voting machines were assigned a 68.05% error rate. DePirno explained that when the ballots are put through the machine, a whopping 68.05% error rate means that 68.05% of the ballots are sent for bulk adjudication, which means they collect the ballots in a folder. The ballots are sent somewhere where people in another location can change the vote, DiPerno explained. The allowable election error rate established by the Federal Election Commission guidelines is 1 in 250,000 ballots or 0.008%. Based on the Allied Security Operations Report, Constitutional Attorney Matthew DiPerno states, we conclude that the Dominion voting system should not be used in Michigan. We further conclude that the results of Antrim County should not have been certified. Hmm. Hmm. Anywhere. We don't need those machines anywhere. We need to count the votes just like everybody else. You show up, one day you vote, one day, that same day, they count until we know exactly how we did in the election. We don't wait days. We don't wait weeks. We don't, over, we, we don't find out what we need like the Democrats do in order to overturn an election. That is not the American system. That is not how it, it was ever meant to be. I'm hoping that the the... The Supreme Court will take up the, some of these cases because we have a real problem in our elections. If you want to know how big of a problem, look at the biggest problem we got going on right now. We have got a basement dummy that has absolutely no idea where he is or what he's doing. Okay, somebody else is controlling that seat right now, and everybody knows it, including our allies and our enemies around the world. And they are going to take whatever it is that they need underneath this resident. That's it. I mean, that's really it. Thank you so much, TWR. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you for that. And thank you, Cat Turd. Cat Turd rocks. I appreciate that. Yes, Cat Turd will be back. Please make sure that you you say a little prayer for him because it has been something. I mean, we've both been sick the last couple of weeks, um, but his just came on a little bit later. We don't even live in the same town, so it's not like I gave it to him. So <laughs> you can't blame me for that. Anyway, enough of all of this nonsense. I think we need to end on a very good note. And I do have stuff for you, okay? Because, uh, as you know, he, Cat Turd, was able to, he got the, the puppies to some new homes this week, this weekend on Saturday. And uh, I, I'm sure he probably has a little bit of the blues. But he, let me tell you, first off, he did such an amazing job with them. Uh, no one could have predicted what a great job he was going to do. Honestly, he knocked it out of the park. These little babies ha- are going to have the greatest homes with the biggest yards. They're already there, straight out of Cat Turd Ranch. I have an idea. I know who got these shirts. Mother of Pearl, if you're there, please say hello <laughs> in chat. Um, straight out of Cat Turd Ranch, they have been placed in their new homes. They look like they are just resting and getting acquainted, getting used to their new owners. So sweet. You can see these massive properties where they are, and they're in great health. I mean, look how beautiful. They almost look, they don't even look real, these dogs, because they're so healthy. And he's done such a great job. Here you've got them on their new, uh, on their new properties. They're out there checking it all out. So they're going to be able to hold court. A little, little long trip there for these two, it looks like. And they also have the Russian hat. I have one of those. I have a little tiny one for handsome. They're great because it really does keep them comfortable. And he just loves his. So if you have a little puppy, these are really great little 
little cushions for them, little dog beds. I have one for him. And look, you can see them just passed on out. And here's the ride. They're together. How cool. I mean, that was the one thing when I talked to Cat Turd about this whole thing because he is really, we both are, got really attached to these little puppies, as did all of you. And it was one of those things that he kept saying over and over again, and I completely agreed. Wow, if you can, if you can adopt them out in pairs, how wonderful would life be? Well, he was able to do that. He was absolutely able to do that. And he was also able to get them pretty close by, which is fantastic. So they are in great hands. Thank you all for that, for going on that journey with us. I mean, we we really had a wonderful time. I know I did. I know Catter did. I know it's a little sad for him right now because, as you can imagine, these are his little babies. And so... I, I don't know. It's like anything else. I mean, it's bittersweet. But I did promise a few of you that I would get some pictures of Mr. Handsome. And so here's one. Okay, we were out on the town this weekend. <laughs> and so here's a little picture of him in his little shoes. I've got him all dressed up. I had, I had made promises, but I didn't feel good the weekend before last. And then I did feel good this weekend. I'm getting a lot better. So I was able to get some pictures of him. And so I thought you all would, would be able to enjoy him. Um, but yes, he's he's doing great. He's just, he's so much fun. He loves his little shoes. A lot of people are like, how can you? give him make him wear those shoes he loves his shoes in fact just so you all know all I have to say to him now because the concrete I live in Hollywood so it's all concrete jungle everywhere and that concrete gets so hot it's just plain awful so I have these little shoes for him and he wears them and so all I have to do is say hey we're going out get ready we're going out and all of a sudden he gets on his back and all four paws go straight up and I put on his shoes for him <laughs> so everybody thinks oh it's so cheesy but it, I mean I guess it, I guess it could be considered cheesy but I guess I like cheese because I I had him all dressed up I put him in a couple of different outfits so you all could enjoy him here he is and one of his little cardigans I've got him here his little shoes on and we go out for a strut together all over Hollywood and and really have a wonderful time together he's in my purse or you know walking with me and he goes absolutely everywhere I go so he's just my little sweet little boy and I just have a great time with him I can't imagine what we would do without our pets I I honestly cannot uh, there is one other thing since I have a little bit of time I want to talk to everybody about the whole rumble situation okay a lot of people have been having some trouble getting into rumble chat room this is a little trick that I was told will help you. You have to make sure, I'm putting up my screen right now, I'm on Rumble, I see all of you in the chat room. And okay, so, so here you go, right here, as soon as you go to rumble.com, you type that into your browser, you're gonna go up to this right-hand side. If you're signed out, you're not going to see the chat room. If you're signed in, you will see the chat room. I'm signed in. Here's my little marker here. And so make sure always that if you're signed in, you're going to be able to see it all, okay? So that you can you can check all this stuff out. That's the best thing that you can do. Um, that's what I do. I, I double check that, triple check that every single time. There has been some problems with Rumble. They are a new, new platform, but they are our preferred platform above everything. As you know, we do not stream on YouTube. But if you, for some reason, can't get into our chat room for whatever reason, you can always go over to DLive. We stream over there. They have a chat room, and so does Twitch. I'm still suspended. I don't know. It was only supposed to be for like 15 days, but it's been a lot longer than that. I don't think I'm going to get out of Facebook jail anytime soon. Facebook and I, we just don't have a very good rapport. Same thing with Twitter. Just not happening. <laughs> it's just not happening over there with me and, and them. And what's so funny is, and Catcher will be the first one to tell you, all I really do is is go back and forth with you all on my page. I really don't do anything major and talk about the show and what we have coming up or a guest. I mean, there's really nothing there. But what happened with my account is that early on when I first discovered social media, I got put on this list, Hillary Clinton list of 200 other people. You all know them as the Mighty 200. 
And ever since I made that list as an influencer, that particular one, no matter what I get on, I get shut down. And it's just going to follow me indefinitely until we get rid of this regime, I guess. But no big deal. We've got other platforms, and that's where I am. So you can check me out on Gab. You can check me out on Truth. You can check me out on Getter. I'm on all of those and Rumble. Never even thinking about going over to YouTube or any of those communist channels or Twitter or anything like that out, That again. Just that, that time in my life is history, unless they make significant improvements, which I don't see happening anytime soon. Okay, everyone, if you would like to check out some of the articles that I played on this show, that I read on this show, you can go over to my pages on my social media and you can check them out there. Fleet Admiral James is awesome. He drops them during the show. No, I am not Superman, a woman. I am not able to to do that while I'm running the show. He helps me get those articles so that you all can check them out while the show is going on. Anyway, please say a little prayer for Cat Turd. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. No promises. Took me a while to get over it, but just keep him in your prayers. Be safe, be kind to one another, and we will see you later. Bye.